Welcome to Changing Lives, the podcast for all staff here at Signet Healthcare. We change people's lives every day. However big or small, our actions really do make a difference. So we've created this podcast to share the stories, opinion and advice from you, our staff, to help empower us all. In this episode, we visit the fields in Sheffield, a residential service for adults with learning disabilities. We spoke to the team about their brand new Evergreen Cafe, which was born out of the People's Council meetings and has been co-produced with service users. First up, we chat to Angela Wood and Kate Parkin about who the Fields is home to and what they love about spending time with residents in their roles as activity coordinator and support worker. Well, it's for residential care for adults with learning disabilities and, and physical some of them have physical disabilities too. Um, we have an age range um, from 18 right up to... 70s. In the 70s, yeah, yeah we do. Um, everybody's totally different, unique. Um, they're all really friendly. You know, we build a really good rapport with them all, Um you get to learn a lot about them all, so you know what they like, what they dislike, what they want to do, what they don't want to do, you know, what they enjoy on a di- enjoy doing on a daily basis, what they want to do when they go out. Yeah, we make an effort to learn a lot about them. Yeah. Um, for example, Monday Monday mornings is arts and craft morning, messy stuff, sticky, gluing, painting, you know, all that. But if you've got a particular resident come come out, they want to do their sewing. We get the sewing out, or somebody wants to do jewelry making. We'll get the beads out. So it's it's their choice what they want to do. They're not forced to do just because we've got arts and craft out. We could have all different things going on all at the same time. Uh, it is important for them to have that choice and not feel like they're pressured into coming into sensory gardens to do something that they don't want to do. Yeah. How the faces and stuff when we're in there and we're doing things and like. When we have, um, like, we're going to be having a Halloween party come up um, and we have, like, a DJ or a singer in and everybody gets dressed up and it's just, like, the vibe and, and the faces, isn't it? It's yeah. rewarding. Yeah. We, we do trips out as well, don't we? I think we're quite lucky, really. Um, f- we do do the support work in the morning for the first two hours before we start on activities. But because we're in sensory garden, we get to mingle with all the residents in the building and not just the ones that other staff work with on the units. So we get to know, we get to know them all, don't we? And we, yeah. we have a really good rapport with all of them, you know. And if one of them's off, they'll come in and well, well, where's Kate? When's she coming back? And it's, I hope <laughs> yeah. it's the same when I'm yeah, <laughs> when I'm off. Yeah. So yet yeah, spending time with them. I think I I love doing arts and crafts stuff. It's, I love it, but love being with the residents, you know, chit-chatting and putting smiles on the faces. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. Yeah, we do. Kate went on to explain where the idea for the Evergreen Cafe came from and how it got its name. Wayne, he does a people's council meeting and um, it came up in that and they put it forward um 
a lot of residents said that they would like a cafe. They love hot drinks, coffees and teas and um, it got put forward and um, it got accepted and uh, yeah, here we are. It's um, We had a competition um, for someone to win to call what they wanted to call it and uh, I think it were, were it Oaks that won. It were, weren't it? They, yes, ever, yes. they picked Evergreen and, and that one. I think it's because um, here at the field, every unit is kind of named after a, a tree, um, like oaks, acorns, um, limes. Um, and then I think they said um, evergreen, you know, to keep it rolling. Yeah. Next, we spoke to Wayne Clinton, who's a support worker and chair of the People's Council at the Fields. We spoke about the importance of co-production and making sure that people are given a voice for projects such as the Evergreen Cafe. Can you tell me a little bit about the People's Council for anyone who might not know about it? Well, it's a CQC uh, uh, initiative that uh, um, is designed so that uh, our residents can have a voice on things that they uh, uh, might want to uh, um, see implemented in this uh, building, which is their home. Our workplace is their home, so we have to make it as comfortable and uh, uh, as pleasurable as uh, it can be for them. Absolutely. Um, and can you tell me a little bit about where the uh, the Evergreen Cafe idea came from? Uh, I can, yeah. Um, there's a group of uh, in documentaries on the BBC news channel called Our World, and I was watching one, and it was uh, about a, a residential care home that transferred uh, um, one of their spare rooms uh, into like uh, a social event uh, and they turned it into like uh, where the, a purse where they could have darts, uh, pool, games, whatever and also have a drink as well like coffee, tea uh, um, and a bit of cake if they wanted uh, cake and I thought that would be a good idea to have at Signet and hence that's how the uh, Evergreen Cafe was uh, uh, born. I didn't name it the Evergreen Cafe. That was uh, given down to uh, um, one of our uh, service users that won the uh, uh, title for the Evergreen Cafe, and that's how the Evergreen Cafe was uh, born. Oh, and it's very fitting. We're sat in the cafe now, and I can see lots of plants and uh, green things around the room. It, yeah. it feels like a really warm atmosphere. How important is co-production and um, making sure that people's voices are heard at the fields? Um, I think it's very important uh, um, that we make sure that uh, um, the clients' uh, um, voices are heard, along with the uh, staff input as well, uh, um, as it's a people's council, as it says. Uh, um, and I think that's listening to staff and to uh, the service users uh, um, about things what they're concerned about and what they're interested in and what they want to see happen uh, 
uh, um, I think is uh, important and through the People's Council as we've demonstrated with the Evergreen Cafe hopefully we can uh, uh, see that come to fruition and uh, um, it uh, materialises. The things I enjoy about the People's Council is, uh, apart from covering the, uh, the medical topics that I'm asked to cover, uh, um, which always tends to relate to uh, the, what our clients have, you know, like epilepsy and, uh, and diabetes, um, I like to see things that when I've been asked for something, like a cafe, uh, I like to see it come to fruition. Yeah, I love the uh, the end bit when you you see the end product, no matter what it is. That must be really rewarding. It is. It is quite rewarding. Yes. How, how did it feel when you saw the cafe in place open for the first time? What was it like? Um, it was like euphoria. That's the uh, for me. It was like euphoria. It and um, we had an opening ceremony where um, myself and uh, the person who named the uh, the cafe. Uh, um, we had uh, an opening ceremony for that, and uh, I think he felt euphoria, and uh, that, so did I as well. I thought, I thought, we all thought a very job, a very good job, well done. And it did take some planning, and it did take a lot of time and effort, and it wasn't helped by uh, COVID nineteen or anything like that. So, but I think we all did a very good job. Yeah, well done. You got there in the end. Mm, we uh, did. I'm, and I'm looking forward to having a cup of tea there in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Kate and Angela told us about some of the activities they host in the Evergreen Cafe and why Wednesdays are the most popular day of the week. We have uh, coffee afternoons and they come out whenever really, if they, even if they don't want to do the activity because everyone can do what they want, even if we've got, for example, arts and crafts on. They don't have to do that. They can do something else. Um, and they come out and and they have coffees, don't they, and a biscuit. Uh, they really enjoy it. They do. They really do. And what's um? You've got some activities happening in the cafe this afternoon. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We've got um, we've got bingo this afternoon, and we will be doing alongside that. We'll be doing coffee and tea, um, juices. Uh, yeah. Is that popular with the residents? <laughs> it's their favourite day. They yeah. live for bingo. <laughs> they love. The favourite day is a Wednesday, isn't it? Because they get coffee and yeah. bingo and they win a prize. So it makes they all pay a pound to play bingo. Um, that all goes into our kitty. And when we've got enough, we then go shopping for all bingo prizes. And all prizes get put out. So when they come in... Um, they win a prize, they could pick anything they want. Everything's always a value of a pound. Um, yeah, yeah, they like doing that, don't they? There's yeah. always a big choice and everybody wins something. Nobody leaves the sensory garden without winning. So that sounds like wins. my kind of bingo. Can I come and play? Yeah. <laughs> so you, you've got residents that are capable of doing the bingo. I think you've got some residents that need somebody sat next to them to just point out a number. And then you've got the ones that just can't just the ones that can't really do very much then the members of staff play for them so everybody gets to play bingo we've got a resident as well that um he runs the bingo for us doesn't he yeah and we spoke to him this morning and he said he'd like to run it this afternoon for the podcast 
Yeah, it's, we, we um, give it him like a little job, didn't we? We actually interviewed him because he likes calling bingo numbers. So we said, shall we do him like a little proper, it's like getting a job interview and this is yeah. how it's going to be. So then um, he doesn't have to pay his pound. He's done all the bingo calling and then he gets his to pick what he wants at the end. But it's like he's not had to pay because he's done the job. So it's like his little job. Two and three, twenty-three. One and eight, eighteen. Eight and nine, eighty-nine. On its own, number one. We've just finished playing bingo at the Evergreen Cafe and we spoke to Michael, one of the residents and bingo caller at the fields. He told us about the success of the cafe and how the space is enjoyed by everyone who lives there. I'm sat here with Michael today. Um, who has been really involved in setting up the Evergreen Cafe. Well, yes, we're at the Evergreen Cafe that we set up. It, we got, we've been trying to get funding to get this cafe for years and we got it. We've got it sorted out and it's running. We have make nice coffees and that. And it's really enjoyable. We Everybody comes out for coffees. It's better than staff having to get cups of coffee and take them up in jugs and bring them back down at the youth room. The only good coffees. We can have coffees when we want. Not every single day, but nearly every day. Yeah. If they're doing other stuff. So you can have coffees when you want. And I'm a coffee freak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your favourite coffee? You oh, do you know, I got some, I've got a coffee machine in my room and I got some ginger, ginger coffee bags yesterday. Oh, that sounds fancy. They really are nice. I've got to keep Jam one who's on hard work. I've got to keep her one today for when she comes back and says, I don't have one and I have one and we all have a coffee and sometimes like that and, and things like that. But I've, all, I've had a coffee machine and I do love my coffees. Uh-huh. So then we've got the bingo thing set up. We had played bingo for many years without a, a, a bingo. We had like a thing that you pull balls out of the bag and things like that. And that was rubbish. It was like a thing you spun around. So I suggested we got a bingo machine, which the first one we got, it didn't work. But this one's lasted us for two years and it's still in working order. Oh, brilliant. So it's been a good bingo machine. It'll last as long as it lasts and they'll get us a new one when it does go. And I hear you've been doing a bit of bingo calling this afternoon. Yeah, yes, I don't do it every week, but today I did it today, I love you. Oh, do you enjoy it? I love it, yeah. And I heard you kind of did that before you came to the fields. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you like about it? Uh, I just like just going it. I used to like going to bingo normal in town, but we don't go now with this coronavirus. But I like just like, it's entertainment. Yeah. So it's a good structure that we've got a good gaming machine and we had activities for everybody to come out. And mostly on a Wednesday, nearly all the units come out. Yeah. Some days they don't if they're going out somewhere else, but it's it's been a genuinely a good setup. You know, I'm so glad that we digested a bingo machine rather than when you when when there's a bit lot of people there, it's so irritating to have to pull them in out of a bag and pull them out of this machine. This is a lot easier. You just press a button and away you go. <laughs> Two and four, twenty-four. Eight and two, eighty-two. Six or blind six. Seven and three, seventy-three. All the eight, eighty-eight. Four and six, forty-six. You got it. Finally, we chatted to Registered Manager Anne-Marie Williams and Deputy Manager Lorraine Bostock about the importance of creating a sense of home for residents at the fields 
and some of the ways that people are empowered to fill their days with purpose and live with as much independence as possible. The majority of people that live here have either lived in supported living or live with parents who are elderly and no longer able to support. So it's a long-term home generally for, for, for people here that they've been in supported living as a say or at home so is their home so that's why we have that homely feeling and I don't know if you have seen our sign there that welcomes you yeah. to the field you know we are in people's homes it's their home and we've got to 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 remember that yeah. so we want to see the home you don't want to go on and see a nursing unit you want to go on and see somebody's home and I think yeah. we've mastered that with all the units yeah. it's just really really homely the bedrooms are very person-centered yeah well michael um who who lives here he works in the kitchens there's seven units they do a shopping list every morning bread cereal fruit etc and they bring it up to the kitchen so michael then helps to gather all that those provisions and then deliver them to the to unit and he has what they call a wage at the end of the, the the week and it's referred to as a therapeutic earning. It's amount that we can give Michael per week that does not affect his benefits and he loves it and he saves and he buys things for his bedroom. He loves diffusers and, and you know, it's just a little bit of extra money. Two other service users, one in lockdown, he became quite low in mood because he just moved in before lockdown. He'd lost his dad, then his mom, then he had to move in with his brother and it didn't work out because brother and sister-in-law worked full time. So he only came here in the February yeah. and then in the March when he in lockdown, he worked. He has a little, they call it a Healy City Farm, where he has, they talk about it as work. It's like a day service, but mm. he refers to it as work, feeding animals, etc. And um, he... He lost so, everything he in, lost in everything. a really and short time. he must time. have thought, that was down to us. You know, I'm not mm. seeing my brother. You're not taking me to the day service anymore. Mm. To, to the point, we actually took him out in the bus and took him to the farm to show him that it was closed. And also that the pub that he would go for an, a meal, a pub meal on a Friday with the farm, we even took him to that to show that's yeah. closed as well. Mm. So he could visually uh, see it. So we then gave him a job of uh, litter picking so he got a therapeutic energy and it was just something for him yeah made him a badge and everything he oh, wanted yeah. a badge so we did his and badge and he had got a high-vis jacket and everything yeah. um, but he's now gone back to day service yes. the other gentleman I was just trying more to motivate him to get out of bed and he was going to be delivering the post and it did work but not for very long because yeah. um, he, you know his motivation levels it's really quite a challenge so he's not been able to do because some days he wasn't coming, so at the end of the day we're running around trying to deliver mm -hmm. all the posts, and yeah. it's important because some might be appointments, yeah. etc. So, yeah. yeah. So if we identify anybody that you know could do something, we we would um, you know look at it definitely. Yeah. See, so we are more in touch with the service users, and mm -hmm. um, I think that's one of the joys of the job. Yeah. But it's. In my previous role, you know, you come in and see somebody for an hour or so. You don't know that person, no, do you? No. You know, whereas here you mm -hmm. do. And and they trust you because 
they'll come out and say, can we have can we have an Halloween party? Can we can we do this? And if it's if it's within our remit, then yeah, we'll do it. You know, we have some cracking. What well, we did before lockdown, didn't we? And we're just getting back into that now. We've had a couple of singers in, and it was it was like trying to plan it in summer as well so it was hot so you could go outside rather than be inside and I think while you were on holiday we had a singer and it was fantastic you, you yeah. sent me the, the pictures it yeah, was lovely it was great so and nice. it was just nice to see everybody up and dancing and doing you know because it's been not miserable because we've made it re- as mm. best we can for them and, and I don't think they've really struggled that much in that respect have they but as for parties and stuff like that you know and Christmas were very different but because we had to tend to stick to our own their own units whereas before they're all in sensory garden with tables and set up with crackers but so we've made sure things still went on but in a different way if that makes sense yeah Yeah. finally we finished with some advice from Anne-Marie and Lorraine about the key to successful co-production I'd say just get involved with everything because the, the more you're in touch with your service users or patients, whatever people want to, to say, the, the more you'll know about them, the more you know what they want. And, you know, it, I think it's great because I know every one of these people in it and I know what they like and what their hobbies are. So just get involved with people. The closer you are to, to your residents, the more you'll be able to do for them. Yeah, I mean, we had a, a psychiatrist once come here, you know, to do for the dolls, and he said that it was very rare for management to know so much about a service user. Two and seven, Hello, I'm Olivia James and I am an in-house recruiter at Signet Healthcare in the Birmingham office. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you could share the Changing Lives podcast with your team. Keep up with all the latest episodes on iTunes and Spotify.